Welcome to the Let Us Reason Together broadcast with Pastor Teacher Dr. James Sutton of Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Please stay tuned to the end of the broadcast for more contact information. And now your host, Dr. James Sutton. Chapter 23, and then Pastor is going to pick up and John. Okay? All right. So we're going to go back to chapter, um, we're going to start at chapter, um, chapter, uh, well, one, we had already talked about the introduction, right? And we talked about what, um, what, uh, give me one second. So I'm going to go backwards. Give me one second. You were recording this for Mm-hmm. Yeah. If my computer wanted to come out. The TV was on. I'll get it. It's right here. Um, just hit the 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 blue green button. Okay, so we talked about um, in the first chapter, we, 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 st- we first talked about the introduction, what we was going to learn, right? Yeah. And we talked about um, how many times um, the Son of Man is said, and the hand of the Lord was upon me, and the 46 times the word of the Lord came. And we've seen that, right? Mm-hmm. Because in all the chapters, most of the time it says the Son of Man or the... Um, the Lord, when the word of the Lord came to me saying, right? So, so we already know that chapter, the first uh, class was just an introduction, correct? Mm-hmm. So then we went into um, chapter um, chapter um, one and two, correct? And we saw, and I want, I'm just going to hit the highlights, we saw that Ezekiel um, had some foreshadowing from Revelation and, and um, Ezekiel, is that correct? Okay, so we're gonna go over this real. We're gonna go this quickly. It's a review, so it's not like I'm teaching. I'm just wanting to make sure. So, in chapter one, we saw the vision, right? That this is the first vision Ezekiel got, correct? And this is where he sees God on the throne, the rainbow, the lightning and the thunder, the crystal, and we talk about these cherubim, right? And talk about the wrath. And we see that the same thing happened in Revelations, correct? So we went and said in Revelations 4 and 2 is the same thing that happened in Ezekiel 1 and 1, correct? So we set the stage of what Ezekiel was going to do. And see that this is the first vivid vision. And we really didn't understand what these visions were doing, right? Then we went into class uh, 3. And in class three, we, what we do? We dig deeper, right? And that's, this is Dig Deeper Bible Study, right? And we went and did a comparison of what happened in Isaiah and Ezekiel, correct? Yeah. Now, anybody realize that we've been talking about, and I misspelled it, so, you know, bear with me because I was typing as we was doing it. Jehoiakim came back in what chapter? Uh, 17. 17. 17. 
We talked about them. So you notice how Ezekiel has a vision and then go back and talk more deeper. So it's like, I'm going to talk about it, but then God's going to give him, open up, give him like, oh, I'm sorry, peace by peace, by peace of uh, information about what's going on. Because realize this, if God had gave Ezekiel the whole vision at one time, it would probably made him really go crazy. They thought he was crazy, but really go crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And Isaiah talks about seraphim. We talked about the difference between seraphim and cherubim. They both had smoke. They both had fires. Um, and Isaiah volunteered. Ezekiel was commissioned. It's a difference when you volunteer and be commissioned. When you commission, you ain't asked for this assignment. <laughs> you right. volunteer and say, here I am, Lord. So be careful with that. Um, both of, both God was talking about, and I, I see this repeatedly in the other chapters. Isaiah was talking about perception, but Ezekiel was talking about attitude. And how many times have we talked about in the last couple of chapters? What in chapter 16 he called them? Whores. Their attitudes, they poor, they stiff neck, rebellious, all this stuff keep coming up, right? Because it's, it's important because, you know, he's building on what's going on. Then we also talked about the comparison between Ezekiel and Jeremiah. And you've noticed that we've had to go back in Jeremiah to explain what Ezekiel's talking about because Isaiah saw, uh, uh, Ezekiel saw it, but Jeremiah lived it. Mm. Remember we talked about the, how Jeremiah bought that land, so when they came back, they was able to go back to that land. He, was, he saw Jehoiakim, um, you know, do all this. He was ordained to set everything apart. Ezekiel was commissioned, right? Mm-hmm. And so both of them had to eat words. And, they, and they, um, Ezekiel ate those scrolls, right? Mm-hmm. Both of them had to eat words. So we see the building from chapter to chapter on what is going on, right? Right. So it's, it's not just, we can't read Ezekiel, like you can't, you can preach on it, but you can't read it just by itself. Because it, it's a building block chapter. You see what I'm saying? And then we also realize that even in Ezekiel, we can't just say in Ezekiel to get information. How many times have we had to go to Kings, 2 Kings 20, and Kings and Psalms and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Genesis to get information? Because now, and even in Chronicles, all those pieces, what Ezekiel was seeing, actually happened. So now we understand that the Bible is not chronological. How can it be? Because they talk about First Kings, Second Kings, and Chronicles, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles. What, what Ezekiel is only seeing, and he's his book is behind, correct? Right. So we, that's an example that is not chronological. Isaiah before um, Ezekiel, but Jeremiah is going through it at the same time Ezekiel is seeing it. Right. And even after Ezekiel stops seeing it, Jeremiah is still going through it. You understand what I'm saying? So we talked about that in class um, uh, class uh, two. So now in class three, we talk about his mission, right? We talk about his first warning and what he had to do. And we learned that Ezekiel was what was called a what? Watchman. Because he, and but the problem with being committed, remember we talked about this, is that when you're a watchman, if you don't do what God tells you to do, you get punished. But that's not a, a unique idea because that's what happened with priests. 
He was a priest. If the priest's sacrifice was unholy, that means that your sacrifice didn't work and you messed up. So the same principles are still the same. God didn't make up new principles. Ezekiel's, um, Ezekiel's sacrifice, he had to do what God had told him to do. If not, it had been on him, right? Right. Yeah. For what happened to the Jews. And that's a huge responsibility, right? Yeah. And we also talked about in chapter 3 about retreating and God talking to him and he becomes dumb in chapter 3. And he only gets to speak when God tells him to speak and then he becomes dumb again. We have not reached the chapter yet where he gets his, his faculties back. So we've already noticed in the other chapters he gets to speak because I believe in chapter 15, didn't he speak to them? Mm -hmm. The, um, the uh, elders came to him and they weren't listening. Right. And then, and then after he did what he's supposed to do, he got to shut up. Right? right? Yeah. Then in chapter 4, we talk about God's promises and these four sieges on Jerusalem. Right? Yeah. And here is the um, one he, he lays on that brick. He, I mean, I he writes on that brick and he lays it on his side. Right? And he takes this iron plate and put it in front of him to represent what? The separation. So the iron plate, the separation. Yeah. yeah. And how long did he have to um, lay on his side? Three. The right Three. side. Let's say right side. Three. Three. Forty days on the right side and 390 days on the left side. These represent what? Do they represent days or years? Years. Correct. And this is what actually is going to happen. And then we talk about this once again. We talk about after those years and those days in other chapters, right? Yeah. So then he also had to do, He uh, we talk about famine and hardship a lot, right? And this is where he first got upset. I mean, he didn't get upset, but he asked God, hey, I ain't supposed to defile myself. So what was he supposed to cook his food with? And what did he end up cooking his food with? Because of God's mercy, right? <laughs> because that you know, God God understands. So and he had to eat this mixture for all those days on his left side and his right side. Because that's what's going to happen to the Jews. And as we approach when we, we just finished chapter seventeen, we now see this is going to happen. We also know this is going to happen because our leaders did that. Do we not see a correlation of what's happening now? Anybody? Yes. Correct. Because what our leaders are doing, we have to reap it. I'm going to shut up about that. Anyway, um, chapter 5, we talk about um, his derelictation and reproach of how he had to shave his head, right? And according to Jewish law, was he supposed to do that? No. He wasn't supposed to shave his head. He wasn't supposed to touch a head, um, uh, her on his head or on his face. Correct. And we talked about that in Leviticus. All right, and then he took the three parts of the hair and separated them into um, his head hair was the dwelling place of Jerusalem. The um, beard represents the multitude of people. He took some of it and burned it, showing the seed by what? Fire, right? Then he hacked some of them to pieces by the sword. What did that, I mean, hacked the pieces. That What did that represent? The sword, how Babylon was going to come in. And then he took some in the wind. Scattered now. And they're going to be scattered. Yeah. 
Now, you see, we already talked about that in, in um, Ezekiel 15, 16, and 17, how they talked about Jehoiakim and them had to be moved and how um, it's <laughs> everybody's in Babylon, the reason why they're there. And they're, they're scattering, you know, they're being scattered. Then he had to keep some in his skirt. And what did that represent? Very good. And then he was mocked during this process because they, he, when he was doing that famine, he showed that the Jewish people were going to be mocked. Just like they mocked him, they were going to be mocked. And we showed that in chapter um, 16 how things are going to go down. Solomon and Samaria, are going to look, they're going to be restored and the Jews are going to be reverted. And what's that saying? You better, when you're going up, you need to remember those people on because you're going to meet those same people on the way down. Which means that that adage is not something new to us. That actually goes through down the centuries. Because when you rise in power, you have to remember who's below you, right? Now, they understand that Jewish is a big nation. The Jews were a big nation. But they are going to be cut down, right? And now, he talks about it in, in, um, in this chapter on how the Gentiles are going to get what the Jews had. Because God is going to turn his back with the iron. And because they wasteful. The Jews are very wasteful. They had all this, they had they had the land of milk, milk and honey and, and um, decided to be envious of other people and just destroyed all that because of their envy. Because of their reproach. I want more, I want more, I want more, I want more, I want more. Does that sound familiar? Yes. They are gluttonous nation. Does that sound familiar? Yes. I want what I want when I want it. I want to do what I want when I want to do it. And they did it worse than Solomon, Gomorrah, and Samaria all wrapped up. It's deep, ain't it? And then also, remember, we also talk about they're going to get famous so bad that they're going to get locusts and, and flies. That's going to be just like it was when that happened to the Egyptians. The same people they did what to? Ran to. Right. Now, you, I mean, that was a long time ago, but you know that what God is capable of, but they felt like it was a story. It was a, this, it, it just didn't happen yesterday, so it was, it was story time, and that's what I think sometimes we do. Oh, this happened to the Jews. Well, this happened to us. That's right. This was, you know, we got to, we've been learning, we're doing the CI, but we're applying it to what is going on now. Don't don't be fooled. God is knowing what he's doing. We ain't reading this chapter right now for no reason. Right. It was in his time and in his appointed time. Yes, Rick. But uh well can be thought that the Jews were like worse than the Solomon and Gomorrah and the others only because they were God's chosen people doing the same things as he did. It wasn't even it wasn't even about them being the chosen people for real. Yes, that was one aspect, but they was worse. Oh, okay. Absolutely oh, works. Remember when we talked about in chapter 16, a prostitute gets paid. Oh, yeah. Well, they was going around for free. Okay. Okay. Solomon did that. I mean, Solomon started it. And for real, it wasn't all Solomon's fault. Remember, Hezekiah had something to do with it, too. So everybody had their part in it. It just didn't happen. Jehoiakim and them could have said, oh, you know what? I ain't going to do what my daddy did. But they didn't. They kept up the tradition of the mess. And then we go into chapter um, 6, and it talks about the idols. 
talks about how he goes into the temple and he sees these idols, right? And they got shrines in there. And they, they doing all kinds of stuff, right? And, and in chapter 7, it talks about how the end is going to come because of their violence and their wickedness. And we went line by line in chapter 7. You know, we talked about how it's an evil for an evil. And we correlated that with an eye for an eye, right? All kind of violence in chapter 6 and 7. This is not going to be easy. To the point, didn't, um, didn't Ezekiel get scared? Was that in 6 and 7 he got scared because somebody died? I believe so. He, he got scared somebody died after he had his vision. He had his vision. And, and it's because it came for real. Yeah. Okay? And in chapter 8, he gets his second vision. No, I take that back. That hadn't happened yet. But he, he in chapter 6 and 7, they talk about the violence. In chapter 8 is when he gets his second vision and he goes into the temple. And that's when, that's he gets, when that person he gets died. scared because that yeah. person dies. Because he is the, uh, he represents that everything is going to start. Right? And we talked about his first vision was in 593. And in 591 and two months, we have the second vision. And in 588 is the siege. And the Holy Spirit teleports him over into this temple. And then we see these idols. And we talked about how Hezekiah removed the idols. Hezekiah was doing a good thing, but he still showed his treasure. And Isaiah said, what you doing? Mm-hmm. And then Menasai puts the idols back. And then jo- uh, Josiah um, removes them again. And here, 70 people, not the Sanhedrin, remember we found that out, were in the temple and during this vision doing all kinds of stuff. All kinds of nasty stuff. Women in there, I'm sorry. Oh, just one last question. Go ahead, finish your statement. Women in there, they had, um, um, what, what else did they have in there? Insects, correct? Creepy crawler people. Idol statues. Yes, Pastor. Um, and we have to remember, during this time, there was no word. I mean, the word was gone. Right. Remember Josiah, Josiah found the word uh, hidden inside the building behind a wall. So think about all this time, there is no word of God. No. But they did have prophets. So they, it yeah. wasn't as if prophets and priests, I mean, well, not the priests, because the priests was doing the same thing, but the prophets was warning them. Isaiah was right. warning. Daniel was warning they always had somebody warning them, and they just thought that they were just being crazy because this is not going to happen. But a, a couple of people were saying the same thing to the same region, right? right? And we talked about how they were worshiping the sun, not S-O-N, but yes. S-U-N. Mm-hmm. And so they were doing all of this in the temple, right? Uh-huh. And then at the end of it, we go into um, chapter 10, and it shows God sitting on the temple and he sends his cherubim in there. And um, and we see that the cherubim changes, right? Mm-hmm. We they change from uh, we had an ox, right? What what was on the cherubim? Somebody ox, tell me. Ox, eagle, eagle, lion, and, and human. human. But when in chapter 10, who was missing? The ox. And the ox was standing for what? Serving. And now he 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 replaced it with what? Or did he replace it? He didn't replace it. No, I'm asking a question. Did he No, I'm saying he didn't. He didn't replace it. Yeah. And now he has his soldier come out, which we we know that's Jesus, and he is marking people, right? Right. Right? Right? Mm -hmm. So that's how we get into chapter eleven. And he um 
He's now Ezekiel is warning them, saying, "Please change your mind." They doing all these leaders are doing everything in secret, right? Right. And they like it doesn't matter. And in chapter eleven is when Pelotop dies, and that's when the wrath starts. And chapter eleven is when everything is the beginning of the end, end right? Mm-hmm. We pick up chapter eleven again on when we came back. <clears throat> And he's saying, Ezekiel, um, he told Ezekiel, you know, you getting upset and all, but you didn't forget that I always will have a what? A remedy. And he gives a message for hope. And that's a cycle that um, um, all the prophets do. I'm going to give you some doom, and I'm going to give you some hope, but I'm going to give you some more doom. But there's going to be hope. But the hope is only for the remedy. And you want to be part of the remedy. Right? And we talked about how 60,000 of the remnant came back after 70 years in captivity, right? But they still don't understand that um, they're in trouble. They still have an abomination. And so we talked about in chapter 12 how Zedekiah first comes on the scene and we talk about him. And we talk about what happened to him in chapter 17. We, he had to pack his bags and he had it good, right? When we right. were talking about a chapter, he had it good. He was in exile, but was it really exile? Right, he was a strong man. For yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. but was it really bad? Like, was he a slave or he was just in exile? Yeah. Right. They had it good. Like, they got the wrong. I mean, think about it. E- Ezekiel is in exile, but he gets to walk around and do what he wants to do and do all the stuff God told him to do. That right. can't be too bad. Right. Because if you in slavery, you can't walk away when you feel like walking away. You can't go to sleep when you want to go to sleep. They had it good, right? Because they called Babylon the merchant city. And there were people that leave there, right? Because why would you leave? You cool. You know you're under somebody else's rule, but you had it good. Nebuchadnezzar did not put them into slavery. He not was, the slavery that we know of. No, not the, no, I'm talking about our slavery. He didn't, right. you know, he didn't do what the Egyptians did to the Jews. Right, not to chattel slavery. No, he he treated them. They was on his captivity, but he treated them like people. They were right? more occupiers than anything. Right. Yeah. You just sit here until you had a good and didn't know. It. And Zedekiah messed that up. And because of him, all the Jews had to to, to be messed up because you're stupid. Right. Went to Egypt. Yeah, because Egypt is still and you still didn't protect you. They need you. You couldn't even remember we learned like he couldn't even bargain this because he ain't had nothing to bargain with. You ain't got no money. Does that sound familiar? Somebody saying, oh, you guys going to pay us what y'all owe us and we owe everybody else? And you arguing with them and they can say, oh, well, since you want to act a fool, we can, we want our debt. Think about it. Trying to ask for our money, we going to be destitute. Think about it. Then we also talk about the struggle is real, the famine in chapter 11. And we talk about how the haters and the naysayers happen, but God's timing always prevails. They thinking now. Think about it. He they looking at Ezekiel like he's crazy because he's taking his bag and he. But that how you that how you ran? Remember we learned that he ran and got killed. Because he was blind. Yeah. He said what was going to happen to him, and once again we. We had to go back in, in, in um, Kings to find out. So remember, we yeah. did 24. So when I notice how we, he say something's going to happen, then we, and then he leave it alone, and we come back to it. He build on it. Because your mind can't take all that information. 
I, I mean, look, that's a lot. But Ezekiel said it was going to happen. He said it was going to happen because Zedekiah, he was what? Arrogant. Come on, I'm the king. You ain't you. You got nobility, but no title. It's crazy, and all the armies and soldiers that he thought he had left him. Now, mind you, never gonna ever give you a new name, and then you just squandered it. You thought you was gonna get over, but we realized Nebuchadnezzar was working for God. You can't run from God. Right? Who was that who thought he was going to run away from God and still got captured out with? Right, you can't run. <laughs> Isaiah was like, you know, and then, you know, the daughters were saying, yeah, he's a false prophet and all this other stuff, but he was like, no, because it's going to happen. And it ain't going to be a long time ago. It happened sooner than they thought. Because he had this vision in 591. They got seized in 588. So they ain't that far. They ain't taking heed to the warning. But we get warnings all the time and we don't take heed. God tell us not to do something. Sit down and wait. We ain't waiting. We want to do it now. And then what happens? Chapter 13. Preachers and witches. Here we talked about those those foxes. And foxes, those jackals were foxes that were what? Scavengers. And that's what the Jews were going to be scavenging for food. Right? And he's going to think God was going to allow a breach, a rupture. So he was going to tell the enemies how to get to them, right? Mm-hmm. And they, and you know, they, it's not going to be pretty. They talk about women as prophecies and how the women were creating double crime because they was capturing souls. They weren't helping the people, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they was getting money, money. for it. Exactly. That. That's, that's what some people do now. I'm going to give you a prophecy if you stand in his line. You get the $20 prophecy, you get the $30 prophecy, the $100, and the $200, and the $500 prophecy. Mm. <laughs> Think about it. At $333, pay $333 on prophecy for three minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> I don't understand. Yes. You might as well call this Cleo because you're going to get the same type of prophecy. Then chapter 14, we talk about the the false piety, how the elders was like, oh, we're listening, but in reality, they had evilness oh, yeah. in their heart, yeah. the fakers and the followers. Mm-hmm. And, where, yeah. and this is where he said, That's Noah, right. Daniel, and Joe can't save you, even if they was living now. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. Noah yeah. saved his people, his family from um, water. But see, the difference between Noah, Daniel, and Joe, everybody that they saved, repented and believed in God. But the, the God said, oh, these people can't even save you. I can't, I can't have a man of faith. Daniel saved his friends from the lion's den. And Job saved his three friends who was talking from being that, from dying, right? All these men of God, and he said, ain't neither one of them, if they was living, couldn't save me. Mm-hmm. Now, if Job can't save me, I mean, Daniel and Noah, cool. I like them a lot. But if Job can't save me, and he was tried by Satan, ain't can't nobody else save me but Jesus, right? I mean, it talk, we talk about they were acting spiritual, but really we didn't have no spirit with them. And we have to be careful about that because we can become so spiritual and be so dumb at the same time and not see. Amen. 
what did he talk about on Sunday? The, the Lord said, give me a word. How are you going to give me a word if you don't know your word? Amen. Amen. We talked about what a proverb was. This, and there was, you know, we were talking about how a proverb is like, that's the worst thing you want to be. You don't want to become a proverb. You don't want to have that letter A for adultery on your, but that's exactly what they did. It was a blind leading the blind. And that's what we, when we blindly follow our leaders, that's what happens to us. And we talk about the famine and the beast, the sword and the pestilence that keeps coming back. He keeps coming back. Y'all gonna be hungry. What do they say? The best way to get to a man is through his stomach? That's anybody. You hungry, you gonna listen. Because you ain't got nothing else to do because you're thinking about what you want to eat. That's how, uh, what's his face gave up his birthright to his stomach? Yeah. You gave up your, because you're so hungry. And then we go into chapter 15 and we talk about this, this useless vine and how we were just like, the, Abram was a Gentile. And how we forget what happened. And so from birth we were unwanted. Then we started growing and then we married, married God. And then we became, we came, we, I think we were worse than um, Goham. Gomer. We worse than, we were, Jews were worse than Gomer. Because at least, you know, Gomer, Gomer, Gomer didn't know about it, but we, the Jews knew better, right? But he, and, and just like God, her husband couldn't divorce him, and God didn't divorce us. He stayed faithful. He stayed faithful even though we broke it. Zedekiah broke his covenant with God, the Jews broke his covenant with God, and he still kept a remnant. He could. He had every right in a contract. There is a clause that if that per first person breaks that um, clause in that contract, the contract is void, and God could have voided that contract. He had every right to, but His word does not become void. Yeah. So if he, go ahead. Integrity. God maintained His integrity even though He was offended. Yeah. He kept His promise yeah. even though we offend Him every day. He keeps His end of the bargain yeah. even though He. Contractually, other than swearing on his word, he wouldn't have to. Now, he said he wasn't going to leave us, but then it means he didn't have to separate. Mm -hmm. So he had legal separation for years. Yes, he did. Because he didn't say it was dead. 400, it was dead and nobody heard nothing. Well, no prophets, no nothing. And then he brought his son back because he wanted, he's part of reconciliation. He was like, that's enough is enough. Then they, they, I haven't talked. I still love my people who I created. And Jesus was the that brought us back together. But Ezekiel talked about that spree on the top of the mound. Because he God already knew that he was going to have to do that. Right? Mm -hmm. But what killed me was we how you how do you get worse than Solomon Solomon? And Samaria. You worse than Solomon and Samaria. And that's where we talked about. So we have figuratively went through chapters one through um, 17. And as y'all can see, they all build up on each other. Yeah. And we really, did y'all realize that we really know more than when we first started out? You know, everybody talk about Ezekiel and him shaving his head and all this other stuff, but it's deeper than that. Mm -hmm. It's deeper than that. Yeah. He laid on his side. And yeah. It's deeper than that. Think about it. 
Thus said the Lord. The Lord God said to this. And he had to see all that. All that. If you had to see what God had to put you through to get to where you're at, that would make you crazy. And say you have to go through it. But we have to apply what Ezekiel is saying. This is not just a story in a book. The same thing that's happening in Ezekiel's time is happening now. Except the difference is we got a map. We got, you know, a guy, and we don't even open it up to see what's in it. And so that was one of the reasons why, number one, I like doing it anyway, is that we have the handouts and we have the quizzes because it, you have to be able to build on this. If you don't learn nothing else from Bible study, you're going to learn Ezekiel. And while you're learning, I'm learning. And God is putting new stuff in us. And every time we go back and dig deeper into this, we're going to learn different things. It's not to make nobody feel bad, but it's to see that if you took, took just as much time on the word of God than you take on other stuff, how better can you be? I thrive for Bible study because I thrive not because I like teaching, it's because it, we get excited about it and everybody's excited about the word. And that's what I love about walking truth. It's not dead. Amen. Amen. You know, we have, we, this word is living. It's not just something we just read in the story about a man that lived a long time ago. This is happening to us now. And so we can take cues from him. Are we blind? Are we deaf? Are we dumb? Are we stiff necked? Are we hard-headed? Are we trying to do all this other stuff? Are we trying to be part of the world and still part of Christ at the same time? All those answers is yes. But the difference is between the Jews and us is we have Jesus and Jesus died for all it. But just because Jesus gets provided grace and mercy does not mean we need to abuse it. No. Amen. Right. Because the scripture did say he gonna say he don't know you. That's true. Right. So and, and, and as we can see, we talked about how Revelation and Ezekiel had the same information. Stuff is still the same, which means Revelation has not occurred yet. So we can still glean a lot from Ezekiel. So we have to understand that we can go through tests and trials. But we still gonna, we still going to get the victory at the end. But we still got to go through these tests and trials so us we can understand. Because I, I'm the adage of hard head make us soft behind, I believe it every day because it, it, it was just as easy for us to go in this book and say you know what I ain't going to do what he did but we still do it mm-hmm. just like those fakers the, the piety we in our heart we talk about this on pick on Daphne we supposed to love everybody then we say we hate people mm-hmm. so we pious in our heart how you going to hate somebody if you're supposed to be part of Christ I'm not being she know what I'm talking about that's, the it's the, that's what it is I mean, we, can't, we can't preach the word and still be like Oh, I hate such and such. We have it's a continue. We are work in progress, but we still have to be cognitive of what we say with our mouths and what we say with our heart. How can we? We work. It's something that you have to work on. And so I appreciate if you got three right. That's three more than you knew last year, and it'll encourage you to go back and do that. <laughs> yeah, and it is, it's, it is a lot of, it's a lot of information. Yeah. Yeah. So the map for, yeah, the map for the couple next couple of classes, 18 and 19, we will be doing it. Then chapter 20 is going to be by the itself. Chapter 21 and 22 are being together, and the last chapter will be chapter 23. Any questions, comments, concerns, issues? 
other than um, that you would like to talk about. I did go through the review quick, but all of our classes are on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my comment. I feel like we, I feel like we be flying through it. But when I go back to SoundCloud, I can take my time, stop, get, you know, whatever, whatever. So I appreciate the SoundCloud for, and it's a lot of information you're trying to give us in a small amount of time. Right. So you're right. I mean, we have to do some things on our own. Yeah. I mean, the killing part is, is this: I have to be prepared. I can't wing this. I gotta research and read the chapters, and 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 the killing part is is what we doing as this class is catching. You know, I'm perfecting the, the handout, so the second class can, it gets better, and I might I might remember something else that I didn't see before. <laughs> so that's revelation. I'm continuing. Thank you for listening in today to Let Us Reason Together broadcast with Dr. James Sutton. You may send letters of prayerful support and your tax-deductible financial gift to Walk in Truth, 7852 Milan Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 63130. If you are in need of prayer or would like to contact the ministry, call us at 314-629-0024. You can also visit the ministry website at www.walkintruthministries.com or email us at WITMIN at Yahoo.com. And be sure to check us out at Walk in Truth Ministries on Facebook and Walk in Truth Radio SoundCloud. Be sure to tune in next week for another thought-provoking broadcast from Let Us Reason Together.